It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So that might be good. We got, we got Boston, then Tampa, then I think St. Paul, St. Louis, and then Vegas. That's so perfect. if I can make it to five years, I think that would be a good one to finish on. I, I agree yeah. with you, and uh, you know, fans will obviously you guys, you guys can take over. Hey, we love it. We Let's love go. it. No, we appreciate you. heard it here, yes, man. <laughs> Welcome back to Pucks in Deep, episode number 86 here. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your other co-host, James Murray. Folks, it's the time of the year. College hockey is back, and Woo. we got a huge guest on the pod this week, John Butchergrass from ESPN. Did you say Butchie? I did say Butchie. The OT or challenge, is the daddy? legend, <laughs> daddy as he likes to be called. <laughs> Guys, college hockey's back. If you're listening to this, we're in St. Cloud to shoot a game day experience video for the season opener and... Mm. Opening well, not day. The, yeah, opening day. It's opening day. It's opening day. It's everybody. opening day. St. Thomas' first like inaugural it. game tonight. And if if you want to make it even better, number one banner raising night for UMass. They're taking on number five oh, Minnesota God. State. I mean, a bunch of good matchups right out of the gate. But we're here in St. Cloud, catching it all. I mean, the atmosphere is great here already. Student sections are back. The dog pound is is here at Herb Brooks Arena. Yep. I mean, we're going to see it everywhere, though. Like we said, this is out of conference games happening for the first time. And big out of conference games, like like we talked about in in our two minute uh, video yesterday. It's, uh, you know, this is for pairwise. This is a show that you belong in the top. It could come down at the end of the season. You know, we lost this game. Well, that's what we missed it by. So. Yeah, Mankato, you, you look at their schedule from last year. Obviously, they didn't really have to worry about with CCHA. Yep, yep. But, you know, this is a one. If they win it early and, they, you know, they struggle a and little bit. And they look back and they're like, they beat UMass at UMass. And you talk about these teams, you know, that missed, missed their uh, their fans, their student sections, especially last year. Yep. UMass is one of those. And that's going to be a tough barn to go into for Minnesota State. Granted, they have the skill. They went to the Frozen Four last year and they got uh, Mike Richter nominee, Dryden McKay between the pipes. But, man, I tell you, UMass, I mean... It was COVID last year. Did you see that party when UMass rolled back into town? After, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't have known. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was insane. And they're all going to be in the arena for banner raising night. I wish we could be there. We are going to be just a nice an arena and the Herb, Herb Brooks arena this, uh, this weekend here uh, in St. Cloud, catching a great matchup in St. Thomas's first game. Um, Sofo's first game for St. Thomas. D1. D1. Yep. yep. D1, Been there and done it in D3. He's going to step but into But it's also boots. the first game for many players who, who, uh, Entered the transfer portal this this offseason and now have a new team. Peter it's going to be very interesting. Peter Tome, uh, here we are between in St. Cloud, but, but, but for, for St. Thomas between the pipes, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to take some time to see, all right, which teams did the best at recruiting this offseason, you know, what players made the right decision to the right schools. Um, but it, 
who knows who's going to come away um, as a champion this year, and that's the best part of it. It all starts today. Dude, I mean, and we I'm got so the we got up. the number I'm one. So fired up. I'm so fired up, and we got college hockey's number one advocate and John Butchergrass here to break it all down with us. You would you would have thought he called us after drinking like three Red Bulls. I mean, yeah. the guy was ready to talk college hockey, and we recorded this before it was Saturday morning. You know, yeah, yeah. like he just lives and breathes it, and so do we. I feel like it's punch dropping here. like right now. Yeah, but oh. it's, it's it's still two days away. I'm in. I'm in. Three Goosebumps, days away. Yeah, yeah, chills. Yeah. Like I'm. I've been running through walls for three days straight. My boss is pissed, but you know that's what drywall's for. You, you, put, <laughs> you put hang some sheetrock. You're good to go. Uh, I mean, there's so many matchups. I, I also want to touch on Army versus Providence. Huge matchup. Another out of conference. Shout, Shout out, out Coach, Coach of the Year. Coach yep. of the Year going to Providence, Rhode Island. I kind of like Army winning this one. Providence lost Tice Thompson. Best player. Are we going picks right now? Are we starting our, are we starting our picks? I think we might as well just rip picks quick and then get to Butchie. All right, let's start. Uh, fine. We got to do our picks. Army, Providence. We're keeping, tra- Army. we're keeping track of picks this yep. year. We're 0-0. You're about to be 0-7, and I'm about to be undefeated, but let's go. You're going to pick against Colin Bielek? Are we going series? We're going the whole series? It's Army's just a one-gamer right this now. Year? Okay. Let's, let's do it all, whatever all right. it is. Okay. I got Army over Providence in that one. That's on Saturday. I'm riding Army with you. I got to, and I don't have a choice, actually. So, Army. Let's go. Uh, moving on. Sacred Heart, UConn. Honestly, here's I think it's also a good matchup. Like, you know, Sacred Heart obviously didn't play a full slate last season. They had a lot of COVID struggles. And then when they got back, they kind of, you know, couldn't get hot enough at the yep. right time. But they're still a really good team. Another just one game series. But uh, who I'm are gonna, you going with? I'm going to go UConn. I'm going to go Ice Plus. I still got Johnny Evans over hmm. there. Okay. Kinda, I'm going, I'm going, like I'm going uh, Sacred Heart. I think uh, they got a lot to prove. I wanted to go Atlantic. So I like that pick. Uh, uh, yep. And uh, I'm riding okay. Atlantic here. Heavy to start. Let's go. All right. So then the game that we're at here, it's going to be a full series. Do we want to? Are, are, are we saying this one right now? We're here. Oh, I'm picking it. I mean, no. it's already recorded at yeah, this yeah, point. Okay, so yeah, okay, Sorry to cut you off. I'm, I'm going, you know, St. Cloud Sweep. St. Cloud sweep. I, yeah. I, I, I gotta, I gotta think it's the same. But do I want maybe a split? I don't know. I definitely um, want a want a good game here tonight uh, um, for St. Cloud's first game of the season here and St. Thomas's first game. I'm going St. Cloud sweep. However, tomorrow night is is it's at the X. Um, Which game's closer? Paul, I think first game's gonna be closer. I think second game will definitely be closer. Really at the X? I think you know. I think it, well, feet it's underneath neutral, them. So, yeah, I don't know. Remains to be seen. I either way, Maybe. I don't see the Huskies losing a, a game this no. year. Not that St. Thomas is a bad team. This is the number two ranked team in the nation. Yep. I think they prove it. So, all right, moving on. Miami, Fair State. Ooh, this one's tough. I got to go. Uh, Will Cullen, give me a, <laughs> give me our boy there. The Red Hawks coming in. Obviously, not a great season last year. They still got Ludwig in that one of the best goalies in the nation. People forget. I mean, he led it them is, to. It like, is a series, though. So, it is a, well, then sweep. Give sweep. me Miami. Sweep. I'm going split. I think Ferris steals one. They're gritty. Get that they first CCHA win in there. True. I'm taking. I'm taking Ferris State in a in a, in a split. But okay. uh, I think I'll go Miami first night. Ferris State steals the second one. We'll see though. All, All right. right. So we got UMass facing off at home against the Mavs. Both games in UMass Amherst. There, obviously, big atmosphere. What do you? I'm thinking split here. You're thinking split? Yep. I got split. I like UMass a little bit more, but uh, you know the Mavericks are just so good home or away. It doesn't really matter. A lot of guys returning for them. I mean, I, I just read today that Nathan Smith is back, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I mean, they're loaded. They're still mm-hmm. loaded. Still got the tendy. I'm gonna go split. Yeah. Um, Demike, please let me back in UMass, but I'm not going yeah. with you guys this week. I'm taking sweep. sweep Are you from Minnesota State? Dryden McKay. He's Stop. pissed. Dryden McKay's pissed. Oh, he's man. had okay. two hell of a season the last two years. Yes. Cato's hungry. They are. Horns they up. they didn't give the Gophers a breath last year in the tournament. Facts. They're all back, mostly ready ready to go. 
I think they're going to come in, ruin Banner Night for UMass, and take the next one, head home, and run the CCHA this year. I mean, their fans were livid when we put them at eight. Yeah, in the but rankings. I, you know what? <laughs> so I, they're fired I, up. Yeah, I know. I think we did that on purpose, but... Uh, sure did. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't regret it. All right, moving sure on. Did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Got to fire them up. So Minnesota, Alaska, another series that is... Go for sweep. Go for sweep. Yeah, I'm going for it. Okay, okay. Moving next on. series. Shout out Crookshank. Love yep. you. Um, Vermont, Mercyhurst. Stop Ooh, I texting even, me, Grant. I'm just seeing this. Yeah, seriously. It's getting a little weird. Um, we got Catamounts, Mercyhurst. I'm going to go split here. I think... Mercyhurst, uh, Bendy, I love them. Can't uh, do it. Going, I'm, I'm, uh, you going Vermont? No, no. Vermont I'm, had I'm, one win last. I'm going. Year. I'm going sweep for Mercyhurst. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, my boy Hank, fifth year in between the pipes for Mercyhurst. Hold up, former Patrick Bemidji Sharp guy. is in the building now. Patrick Sharp. I I, I know that, but you're talking okay. Mike Bendorf's also in the building. In the right? gut, in the Gutterson Fieldhouse, rocking. Yeah, where do you think Mike's going to be? Middle of that shit. That's, Mike yeah. Bendorf does travel. You're right. Yeah, yep. So uh, no, shout out Bendy and shout out my boy Hank between the pipes, hoping for a good year from you, but. Uh, Oh, no, no favorites here. I just think Mercyhurst edges them out barely in both games. Mercyhurst is good. People forget. And, and Vermont. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going heavy Atlantic first week. Why not? You really are. <laughs> I, I mean, I am ripping Atlantic, and why not? So Hell yeah. I love it. Okay. Michigan, Bowling Green here. Mm. I'm going to go Michigan sweep. I, I I think Bowling Green could steal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I do. But Michigan, I, they got a lot to prove, obviously. I think they come out swinging. I mean, yep. home, it, is it a home and home? No, they're both at Yoast. They're both at Yoast. Yeah, definitely sweet. Yep. Michigan. Moving on, we got a one gamer, Michigan against Bowling Green. What do we got here? I'm I mean, Michigan for me. Michigan. Yep. Michigan. It's, it's right. not even a debate, really. Bowling Green it? lost their whole team and their fathers and mothers and everyone. So they do have some young talent coming in. They I do. It's, they it's do and some transfers, little... but it's it's right. Michigan, and Michigan knows they can't lose that first game with Exactly. How high they're predicted to win, and everybody's going to be eyes on them. Win. It's Bowling yeah. Green. If you lose this, I mean, that's like the Gophers losing to Bowling Green. Not to say it, but like bad. Sound the alarms, bad. It's not going to happen. Michigan. Michigan. All right, moving on. Big matchup here. We got a mittens list Lake State team, but what? they do. What do they have, James? Seymour. Seymour the Sea Duck. Sea Duck. He. Yeah. It's in Omaha. He travels. But he, he travels. travels. And. Benito Poza, our guy. Benito Poza there, but also like my boy Brandon guys. McManus, a transfer out of Minnesota yep. to Omaha. They got Taylor Ward back. Mm. Uh, Trenyak, a, a bunch of guys back in Isaiah Omaha. Isaiah Seville. Seville. I mean, and then one of the they're, best they're ready. The they tournament bound last season. Um, tough loss in the first round, but you know what? Omaha's back. They're hungry. At home. I'm going to sweep for Omaha this weekend. Sweep for Omaha. I'm going to I'm gonna go. I think you got, yeah, someone. I, I, there's just too much Seymour and Benito in my eyes right now. <laughs> I'm going to say split. Uh, I am leaning Nebraska, so I'm not surprised if they sweep, but mm. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Lake State's feisty. Uh, they are. Don't don't sleep on a CCHA team, that's for sure. You do not want to. No. Um, Colgate, RIT, who do you got? That's a, that's a game? Okay. Yeah. Colgate, RIT, it is at RIT, right? Corner crew's rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go RIT. I mean, they got everybody returning basically to Will Calverly, one of the best players in the Atlantic. People forget Hobie nominee last year. Uh, we do like Colgate, obviously close ties. Associate head coach there. Recent promo, Dana Borges, shout out. If is this? A, I don't think this is a series, right? If it no, was a it's series, just a one gamer. Split, one gamer at RIT. Tough to start the season. I think it's going to be close. I like RIT. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I want to pick RIT, but they don't have the mic between the pipes anymore. They do not. And uh, Borges just texted me... Uh, PJ to, to Colgate to, to fly with the team to RIT or to bus with the it's team. Tough to, RIT. to turn down. I mean, I I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm supposed to be in St. Cloud. Uh, Guardians Saturday, of the Gate. Guardians of the Gate. The bus says Go Gate, and just can you imagine driving down the highway and everyone. That pod was Gate. so much fun. Yeah. And, Shout but out anyways, Colgate. I'm. T- long story short, I'm picking Colgate. Yeah. Um, Colgate wow. starts one and zero. The boys are juiced, and uh, yeah, they've been ready to get one under their belt here. Okay. All right. I think last series here, Arizona State, UMass Lowell. What do we got? 
I'm thinking forks up sweep. I got Johnny Walker in my mm-hmm. sights here. I mean, the boys obviously missing Dominic Garcia. I mean, he was he was the heart and soul of the team, but you got to turn to the now married. Isn't he married, Johnny Walker? I mean, mm, the guy's paying out his mortgage. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, something. He He's a wagon. He's going to be fully healthy this season. Also, Copperwood, shout out to him. Another guy, you know, just ripping and tearing out there for his sophomore year. Excited to see what they can do. Last season, you know, that they're going to be in Oceanside uh, Arena here. So uh, they've been missing the fans. They didn't have a home game all last year. Like That's, they are pumped to play there. You know, it doesn't matter if it's not the new stadium. Look for uh, forks going up. UMass Lowell, obviously still a good team. They almost made the tournament last year by mm-hmm. winning out. I still like Arizona State. Sweep me, baby. Sweep me. Well, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going Ooh. sweep for UMass Lowell. All right. I think, you know, they're they're always slept on. Every year they're slept on. They are. A lot of good recruits coming in, some transfers. I I don't know. I think I think UMass Lowell, it's going to be close games regardless. I do but think I think they sneak out with a sweep over ASU. Um, Sneaky's backdoor sweep. You're yeah, saying. yeah. Wow. I, I think it's coming. And UMass Law. I mean, they looked so good at the tournament last year in the in the conference tournament. And I was just like, why not? Right. They're, they're like back. The boys are back, and they're hungry, the and River they Hawks. always get slept on. Yeah, love the Jays too. One of my favorite Jays in college hockey. I'm Ryan Riverhawks for a sweep. No disrespect to you, Johnny Walker. You did do a terrible job on our story, but you know what? <laughs> Class comes first. <laughs> it's I guess a tough go for him. Yeah. Um, uh, oh wait! There God, did one you see more. him on our store? Man, he looked tough. It looked a tough he, night for him. He in did. School. I think he's going to be ready for these games. <laughs> but thank God they weren't playing that. Day. I'll say that it was it was a tough go. Um, but just just fun, Johnny. Just fun. We love we love the Sun Devils. Yeah, Jaywalks ninety six. Go follow him. Mm-hmm. We did miss actually one more game. Northeastern Bentley one gamer at Northeastern. Northeastern. Okay, good. We got pick yeah. our boy uh, new addition to the to the squad here at ECH. Plavs former Northeastern guy. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm taking Northeastern. Okay, so last series that we got to pick here, Penn State versus, it's at Penn State against LIU. That's how they're opening it up. That's tough for LIU. Very tough for the Sharks. I still think they'll put up a battle with them. Why not? You're in one of the front of the best atmospheres in college hockey. They're going to be juiced. It's the opening night. Right. Shout out to our guys who took over the story Yeah, yesterday. they did a great I job. Mean, and uh, no, LIU is definitely on the rise. And uh, yeah, no, I think uh, it's going to be close matchups. I think Penn State needs to sweep though. And so they're going to. They they cannot lose to LIU at home to start the season. They did. They need, they need a a good start this season after last season. I'm going. I'm going to go split. Okay. I'm feeling You're, a little. I sharks, like it. I like it. I'm not. I wouldn't up. sleep on the fins. No. Fins up here. I got fever. I mean, their their facilities look look great. They got a lot of recruits from the portal. We talked about how many teams are going to get stacked from this portal this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just they're going to keep building like that. So uh, yeah, Penn State came out slow last season too. People well, forget. All right, there you have it. That's all of our picks this season. Huge slate this weekend. So make sure you hold us to who won that. I don't know how it's going to turn out. A lot mm-hmm. of Atlantic for James here. Uh, but remember, you can do <laughs> your own picks as well, not only for college hockey, but how about some football games coming up, both college and NFL, James? Yeah, yeah. You want to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 in any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, there you have it, people. Go to DraftKings, make yourself some money. I might do the same, but in a different fashion, because personally, I know who's going to win it all. In oh, 2004. yeah? I mean, I, I think you're all that. I mean, nobody knows, but we're going to give you our takes, people. James, who do you got in Boston this year? Who's taking it all? Who's taking it all? Um, there's a lot of good teams that can make it. You know, if you want to hear Butchergrass's pick, you're going to wait later in the show. He gives his opinion who he's got. You're going to want to hear myself, it. for myself, I'm going to take a different team. I'm going Minnesota. The Gophers, a lot of returners. They they lost a tough one last year to Mankato that you know snubbed them from going to the Frozen Four. Um, Sammy Walker back in the house. Mike Richter award winner. Mm. Jack Lafontaine, good buddy of mine. Mm. Grant Crookshank, everyone is in the building. Transfer from CC, a captain. Oh, a lot of big guys. Brodzinski's coming. So many guys ready. McLaughlin. I think the Gophers can do it. Everyone's overlooking them. 
Um, you know, everyone's looking at Michigan and they're picked to win the Big Ten and all this stuff. I think the Gophers are going to slide under and win it. Not only that, they're pay- playing for Bob's late son, Mac. Um, tragic, obviously lost this this couple months ago. I, I think that's going to rally them and they're they're going to win it for him. Okay. That, Who do you got? That was a lot of detail and I loved every little bit of it. I mean, as a Gopher fan growing up, I do like that pick, but I turned into a Bulldogs fan when I uh, you know went to college there and witnessed all these national championships, all these Frozen Four trips. We did it again last year. Honestly, I thought we outplayed UMass until overtime. Blew that chance there. A lot of guys coming back. Lost a lot of great guys too. I mean, yep. I, I mean the biggest that jump out to me, Swain, Swain Show, yep. the big guy on campus. Uh, obviously, Kate's one Kate's brother down. The other one's got to step up here. And then Cole Kepke. All those are tough to replace, but why not with just a big-ass body and Will Francis mm. holding it back? Yeah. Butchie Grass mentions that their defense kind of carried them to their national championships. You got that. You got Wyatt Kaiser back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Bulldogs, they know how to get there. Sandalin's still in the house. People forget. I'm riding the Bulldogs. I'm a homer. It's just going to happen. Let's let's go dogs. Let's let's freaking go dogs. Grandma's not there, but I'll build it back up. I'll burn <laughs> it back down, and I can't wait to see them in Boston. Well, okay. There we go. There's let's your picks right baby. there. Without God, further ado, already. Okay, it's sorry. John Butchergrass, people. College hockey is back. John. Bartender. And now, welcome on a very special guest joining us. We have the father of college hockey, just a <laughs> legend at ESPN. You know him, John Butchergrass. Butchie, welcome to the show. I prefer daddy. <laughs> daddy Butchergrass works absolutely too. I'll say it. I'll say it. Oh, no, thanks for joining us today. Sounds great. Man, we are, we're excited to have you on. College hockey is back. I yeah. mean, it's been a long time coming since we've actually had fans in the arena. It's going to be sold out across the country. I mean, mm. what are your thoughts on, on hockey being back? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we had a few at the Frozen Four, which was nice after having nothing at regionals. So, um, you know, it was a smattering in Pittsburgh, but still it was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hopefully we have no hiccups and the barns are full, the students are back, and it it will culminate in uh, in Boston next April, which is obviously a great city to host a Frozen Four. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Last time we were there, Providence beat Jack Eichel and BU. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot has happened since then for... BU and Providence and Jack Eichel. So uh, looking forward to getting there again next April. Love that. Have you had a chance to look at any of the like big matchups that we have this weekend? Like obviously starting Saturday, I think uh, Minnesota State versus UMass jumps out the most to us. But uh, like what uh, matchups are you looking forward to the most? Uh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's definitely a great one there. Two Frozen Four teams from last year. Um, you know, how, how many times can, you know, UMass reload since, uh, you know, Kale McCarr, <laughs> I think people thought that'd be a kind of one and done yep, with him right. there and then he leaves, but you know, they bring it on back and they win their first national championship and Minnesota state certainly, uh, you know, a consistent team always seems to be there. Um, they have a lot coming back, including the goalie. So, uh, you know, that, that's a great way to start the season and, um, and that's the way it should be the strong uh, non-conference matchups and uh it's just it's great for attention and great for the players that you know they want to play in uh those kinds of games will be a big crowd for umass i think it's sold out oh yeah, yeah so, it'll be buzzing again, again yeah in minnesota state you know the, the, those guys are you know they're used to that they, they'd rather play in a, a road game like that uh than a quiet one so that's, that gives them a chance to to you know put their defense together and, and maybe come away with a, with a road win so it's a it'll be a good night for college hockey and for umass to to raise the banner and, uh, and, um, you know, try to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they can do it again. That's for sure. The reloading, they got a new locker room coming. That's going to be released this week. We've heard, yeah. um, 
but also with you know good things. We have St. Thomas playing their first game this weekend. We'll be there in St. Cloud. They take on the number two Huskies. What are your thoughts on St. Thomas joining the mix here? Yeah, it's awesome for Rico Blasi to get you know another shot after um, um, you know being let go in Miami. Mm. After really building that program and taking them to Frozen Fours, obviously the heartbreaking national championship game lost to BU. Uh, they had that obviously right there in their grips yeah. and gave up two goals late, and then the overtime one by Colby Cohen, who now works for us at ESPN. Great guy, um, shout out and, and doing some Blackhawk stuff uh, during the regular season. So uh, yeah, so good for Rico to get back. A lot of people think that's a sleeper program that's going to get good quickly. Um, obviously a beautiful campus, um, high academic standards. So there's a, you know, there's some people think they can be good very quickly and, and do really well in Minnesota, um, recruiting a certain kind of player, certain kind of student. And so it's going to be interesting to see how quickly Rico can use some, I'm sure he'll use very similar principles that he used in Oxford, but to be right there in a, in a big hockey market like that for recruiting, it'll be fun to watch to see if he can do that. And I think St. Cloud certainly is a team that is a national championship contender. They're loaded and uh, committed, and um, I think they should be very excited for this year. Yeah, like they got just basically everybody coming back for them. So they're, mm, yeah. I, I think that'll be a tough first matchup for St. Thomas, but uh, obviously a lot to prove there. And, you know, they have a lot of guys they signed off the portal. So they should right. be good pretty quick. And they kind of have to with how, I mean, Minnesota is 10, almost top 10 rated in the US, USCHO team. So they kind of got us. Yeah. It's tough shoes to fill there. But uh, my question yeah. was, uh, you know, for the Frozen Four last year, obviously a lot different than, you know, the previous time you're in Pittsburgh calling. Uh, at PPG Paints Arena, or the last time you were there, it was when Yale won it all in 2013. Like, right. how 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 much do you think that changed the outcome of the game? Like, how different would it have been had it been sold out, or even for you know regionals where there's a, a sellout crowd? Let's say. Yeah, it's hard to say because I think you know obviously some players tighten up in those situations. Some players are they thrive. They they're kind of you know they're kind of show offs. They like to ham it up and, and put on a show, and other 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 people shrink. So it really is. It's hard to say, um, but in the end, you know, UMass was certainly built to, to win it. Their goalie was red hot. Um, they had plenty of experience, obviously NHL defensemen mm-hmm. um, on the back right. line and you know, losing one, but we'll have some future ones. So they just, you know, they're kind of that, that model of older players. You get some younger players who contribute and then you have the really good goaltender and, and, and that's what it's all about. So I'm not sure if it really would have, change much UMass was a dominating team the last couple of months they were absolutely you know they were dump trucking people they were really (laughs) yeah it really wasn't a surprise when you look at you know their goals and their goals against and uh and the deficits of their victories it really was a breeze for them uh and they really really a deserving national champion I agree I agree they did uh you know lose some players to, to now pro and some to the portal um, speaking of the portal though, you know, what are your thoughts on the portal this year? It's for me, almost been like an NHL free agency. We've seen players go all over the country now. Um, crazy. for us, it's almost hard to follow for new rosters <laughs> and stuff, but what has it been like for you following that? And what are your thoughts on the portal? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously you know, it's good for, for students to have some freedom and certainly to, uh, to choose a place where they might, you know, feel like they can thrive and, uh, certainly 50 year players as well. And so, yeah, it, it's a good option. We'll see how it turns out. We'll see going forward what it means and, uh, and how it affects some development of some younger players who might not get a chance to play now because they're able to transfer over some, um, some older players with experience. You know, Boston College was active as well. We'll see mm-hmm. what that means. You still need to be a cohesive team and play together. 
and uh, and play with a one with one cause in mind. So you know, that's always that can be difficult when you bring different people in. But hockey players, you know, they usually fall in line pretty good. So uh, it'll be fun to watch, and, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, I'm sure you know I'm all for trying things, and then you can always change it up and 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 uh, and change rules and, and, and the like. But I think overall, once the games start and uh, and things start going, we'll have a good idea pretty quickly on who's good and who isn't. Yep. Yeah, I agree. no, for sure. Um, one thing I have to ask is just, uh, I mean, you kept us on our toes, I'd say on Twitter all season last year, even like when you're, you know, anchoring SportsCenter, like how are you watching games on your phone in between takes or like how do you beat <laughs> us to some of these highlights sometimes? <laughs> uh, sometimes we have, you know, we have a lot of TVs at ESPN and uh, a lot of games on. And, uh, yeah, occasionally I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be keeping a, an eye on some games, uh, and on my phone. And certainly, uh, like I said, right, right down near us here, we have monitors. I can ask them, Hey, put that game on. I want to watch that game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, obviously since I started doing the frozen four, um, I wanted to really you know give college hockey the proper commitment and the proper attention it deserves. Um, and really wanted to be all in for the student athletes and, so, uh, and, and for the players playing so that's always been my goal i hope it continues you know now that we have nhl at espn i'll be certainly i'll be doing some games this year uh in the nhl and hosting Heck some yeah. shows so i certainly haven't heard anything different from espn than i hope i'm still doing the frozen four <laughs> and hopefully we do a couple regular season games haven't heard otherwise um so um i certainly would like to keep doing it for a few more years Absolutely. We'd love that as well. We enjoy listening to you and watching you um, every Frozen Four. Is there anything, though, in particular that makes you, you know, the biggest advocate for college hockey, you know, versus or, the NHL as well? Like, what what stands out to you about college hockey that you just love? Yeah, I mean, I've I've always loved every every level, you know, since certainly at the NHL and mm-hmm. then um, starting doing the college hockey, you know, probably probably around 2006 or seven, I started to call regional games. Okay. And then my, and then my boys started playing. So certainly youth hockey, um, you know, prep school hockey, my older son played. So yeah, I just love every single level from the backyard rink I had in my house to youth hockey, to high school, to prep school, to college, the NHL. It's just, I love every level. It's all a little different. And uh, just, you know, some different flavors, but certainly, you know, I've always loved college, the on-campus experience. I love my four years and I've always thought about going back and teaching at a, at a, on a campus and, and coaching a team of some sort. And so I've always, you know, really, really enjoyed the college campus uh, life. And, and so certainly going to these rinks and these smaller rinks and being around these people who have their dreams, whether it's a player or whether it's a coach. And um, it, it's, I really love all the, the humility and the and the small town feel of it it's really uh it's really been a you know blessing and i've really enjoyed it and so that's probably the biggest attraction oh, it's a little bit smaller than the nhl it's it's people at the start of their dream looking ahead and that's always that's always exciting to be around mm-hmm. i agree a lot yeah. of connections you can make through the game that we've already made through the game as well um, yep. one of those being jack adams i reached out to him about you a while ago and i know you're close with that family um Thank you for doing that, first of all. But talk about the guy Jack is and how that relationship's kind of grown over the years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Jack, you know, playing at Notre Dame this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, started off at Union, getting drafted by the Red Wings and the big knee injury, coming back to yep. Providence where his late brother played and won a national championship. Yep. Um, yeah, but play, play, certainly his dad started a golf tournament to raise to raise money. I played in that the last couple of years. And um, so certainly... Uh, 
yeah, just an awful, awful uh, experience they've had to go through. I can't imagine it. And uh, obviously like to be there for anybody in any way that I can. And I'm just rooting for Jack to have a, a really good year at South Bend and to wear that sweater is pretty special. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully yeah, he can get back on track here hockey-wise. He's got good hands, good size down low, and um, I think he could have a good year in the Big Ten. Yeah, we agree. Absolutely ruined for Jack, 100%. So, Is this his last year eligibility? Yes. Yeah. God, that's going to be him and Karashik coming to Notre Dame from UConn, too. Notre Dame will be competitive again this year, and we're excited to watch some Big Ten hockey, that's for sure. Yeah, we're fired up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Michigan's obviously the big favorite there. Really a great story. With all those first-round draft picks, and uh, you know, you want to see it come together. It'd be fun. I think it'd be good for college hockey for them to get off to a good start and um, you know, have that big name school do well and and uh perhaps make the frozen four is it, yeah that's certainly always good for for college hockey so it'd be interesting to see but it's not easy um you know they're, they're still certainly young with the, all those players just in their second year coming back right. Luke Hughes in his first year it's a usually older older players experienced players has, has really been the formula for college hockey but they have a couple of those and they have such talent uh, it'll be really interesting to see that's going to be fascinating to watch how it comes together and if it can really be a special season or not yeah i was i was looking forward to their matchup with umd last season before it was cut off so you know they're yeah. definitely gonna be hungry got a lot of obviously young talent coming in too but uh my question was you know what's a team right now that's kind of a sleeper that nobody's really talking about that you think has a good chance at making the tournament this year Hmm. that's a good good one because certainly it seems like we have you know such all those teams coming back and certainly mentioned st cloud they should be a really good factor minnesota state's always good will you must be that team that goes on a run here with this core obviously they've lost some players but still some players uh remain and that's always good to have you know could they be in a team that's kind of on a you know a heater right now in this decade um the minnesota sure. golden gophers are a team that's really strong mm-hmm. obviously a great brand name going back in the day <laughs> um bob mosco comes down and now they're trying to kind of rebuild it after going going through a little bit of a drought i think they're a team with some some experience some new blood um Obviously, when you say Minnesota, it's not a Cinderella story, but you know, there is so much parity in college hockey. Um, you know, really at this point, any, it's anybody's ball game, and anybody certainly can feel good about themselves and and can play the underdog role. Um, I know in Minnesota, you know, obviously, everyone's talking about St. Cloud, and you have UMass, and um, so Minnesota should, I think, they should feel pretty good about themselves. And, um, and and be a team that can really kind of creep up. Michigan's going to take a lot of the attention because of the first-round picks. Mm-hmm, but right. um, I, I think Minnesota, this could be maybe their year um, um, to make a run. We like hearing that. I mean, we're from Minnesota here. Is that, not that I root for them right now because I went to UMD, but it still gives me a little goosebumps. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I like it, should be, it should be a good year. Uh, yeah, I think. I agree with that, you know, and obviously, again, sad story that, you know, Bob lost his son tragically um, a couple months ago. But, you know, the, I talked to a couple of the boys this week, and, um, they want to play for him and, and win a championship for him, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I think they, you know, they're they're a team to beat right now as well. Yeah, yeah Michigan's not going to sure. run away with the Big Ten by any stretch of the imagination. I think they'll but be one and two right there. will be fun to watch, and I do agree with yeah. you that it is good if they do get to a hot start, though. You know, yes. Yeah. It's, it's good for Neeple college. Yeah, I mean, on top. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch Harvard, too. You know, they, have oh, a couple, yeah. they have a couple of really good freshmen coming in, USHL, elite score, and goal, leading goal score. And so that that's going to be kind of fun to watch and see what, you know, the ECAC is really kind of wide open this year. No one really knows what's going to happen 
Yeah. Um, obviously, the Ivy's taking the year off. What does you know? What does that mean for development True. and the players who obviously never got there, and the new ones coming in is really, it's really hard to gauge what's up with the ECAC, and so that's going to make it kind of fun. Some people think it might be kind of a down year for the conference um, after having such a good run there. Obviously, Yale winning their first national championship and, mm-hmm. and Union winning a national championship. But I think you know Cornell, um, they had a lot of loyalty from their team, a lot of loyalty from their coach. And you wonder if they'll be, um, you know, repaid for that karma-wise. Uh, you wonder if Cornell can get off to a start and maybe make a run and maybe get to a, you know, maybe get to a Frozen Four. And uh, so, you know, I would, I would keep an eye on Cornell. I just got a good feeling about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I guarantee you the fans will be there. You know, they got maybe one of the best fan bases in college yeah. hockey. You talk about the ECAC, yeah. them, Harvard, Clarkson. And there are a bunch of good uh, student sections out there. So yeah, a lot of them. Dartmouth's good. Dartmouth's yeah. yeah. It really is a you know it was an underrated conference for a while. Now people know that you know they're they're right there. They play tournament hockey all year long, mm-hmm. and when the tournament comes along, you know they're ready. They have a lot of them have older players, bigger older players, and um, and they can beat those 18, 19 year old teams. You know, I know you can't say no to a first round pick when you're a coach. Mm-hmm. You want talent. You want to coach talent. Um, you want to win with talent, but um, we know the formula is for older players, and you got to try to. If you have some of those young guys, you need to be recruiting and building that you have an older squad as well. So when those guys show up, then you can plug them into an older team and get the most out of them. So that's uh, that's what the, you know, the ECAC has had that pretty good secret sauce for a while. But you know, we'll see if they can get back at it or if they're going to have a little bit of a down stretch here. Yeah, it will be interesting, no doubt. Yeah, they've had, uh, I mean, you mentioned just having older players all buying into a system, you know, developing over the years. Um, a team that does that the best, I think, is UMD. Uh, just getting to, what, four Frozen Fours in a row now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Do you think they could get back for, you know, yet another? I'm hoping. Wow, but what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, they were, certainly they were the team of the decade, last decade. And uh, they have just a really interesting culture, a very unique culture. Uh, they get players to stick around. Um, you know, it's only a certain kind of a kid they recruit, they identify them. And then when they come in, the players all buy in. They want to, you know, like I said, once they're there, a lot of them will stick around extra years. When other places they might leave, they really kind of like it. They buy in, like you said. And um, it's just, you know, will they have that high end? You know, it's just a great decor when they went through their run. Yeah. Um, really NHL quality people. Right. Can they replace that? They had a great goalie for a couple of years. So it really came together for them well. But, you know, can they continue to get that high-end guy, get the breaks? They had such character leaders. It was just a perfect formula there for a few years. But it's not easy. You know, it's it's every year, every couple of years is a new stretch. And so um, certainly they're going to always get high-end people here. They're going li- to certainly live off these last few years and get good guys to come in, is at least to identify the potential. But, you know, will they sink in? to what they do there and, and, and will the combinations all work? It's, that's why we love sports. You just don't know for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but certainly they still should be a factor for years to come. Um, you know, Scott Salen is a great coach, NHL caliber. He's yeah. in, he's interviewed for NHL jobs um, as have a few other, uh, you know, college uh, coaches. Nate Lehman was up, you know, for pro jobs. So there's some really good coaches out there. There's um, you know, I've always said there's too many players, uh, there's not enough teams for the players and the coaches that are out there. The coaching is deep. It's quality on um, the players. It's deep. It's quality. So, uh, yeah, college hockey is really healthy. There's really professional level coaching. Certainly Scott Sandlin's at the top of that list. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, you mentioned more teams. 
who do we got next coming to the mix? You know, we saw St. Thomas this year. We got Lyndon Wood, I believe, is coming out. Augustana's Augustana. announced stuff, but who else do you think is is the next to make that that push to D one? Yeah, Augustana is going to you know officially announce it on Tuesday um, to talk about you know they're they're going to launch a little uniform that day, Ooh. and um, you know they'll, they'll probably hire their coach next May. Go through this year, start to identify some people. They've already got people calling them, so they'll have no problem getting a guy to build a program, you know, pretty quickly, pretty strong. But yeah, certainly, you look at the Big Ten with all that money and the Big Ten network and all Mm, the money in the middle of the country, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, or certainly Illinois was real close right before the pandemic announcing, uh, you know, their launch of a team. I gotta think that's still gonna happen soon here. Hopefully, it's during this season. But yeah, I was told there's more in the pipeline. There's Ooh. more teams coming, and um, and so you know we'll just have to wait and see. I like I said, Illinois was really close. I got to think they're going to be one of the next couple teams. But mm. like I said, I was told the other day that there's more coming. And I'll try to dig and find out who they are. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good sign for college hockey. It's a great sport. Um, it's usually very good student athletes, uh, mm. good kids. You know, eighteen scholarships. It's a uh, it's it's a good motto, I think. I think a lot of these schools are better off getting rid of football and really investing in hockey. And um, and I'm hoping more and more teams do that. Well, we hope so too. You know, and uh, the Big Ten especially, and the conferences with money. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not Iowa? You know, the hockey is yep. perfect there. Like you know, they got the money and. Yeah, you know, I agree. Northwestern is a perfect mm-hmm. kind of school for you know for for college hockey. You know, high say. academic standards. It's an urban area, certainly near Chicago. There's plenty of uh, talent to recruit from in, in that part of the country, and certainly you, you know, USHL teams are out there yep. as well that you can recruit from. So I would think that's a perfect kind of school as well. And then of course, eventually out west is yeah. Will the you know can you get Pac-12 schools involved? Again, there's just a good. It's a good fit. Certainly now with Seattle having a team, you know, Washington's there and Oregon and Stanford. And they, these just seem like a really good college hockey schools. And um, I know the NHL has tried to get owners and, and schools together to somehow come up with a plan to invest because, you know, obviously it's an expensive sport to start. Ever it since is. Terry Pagula For launched sure. Penn State, that's been mm-hmm. kind of the model. Yep. Find something with a hundred million bucks to build your <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and to finance the, uh, the scholarships for the band. And if you're going to start a women's program to, to mm. finance those as well. So that's kind of the formula. And it's, it's hard to find those people. Um, but, uh, that's kind of the model now in, in, in some form or fashion. No, it is. It is. And now look at Penn state, you know, arguably one of the best student sections in college hockey, obviously a very competitive team, men's and women's and you no know, good for them. And now we see ASU as well. And they're getting a new arena and, you know, yep. people are watching them closely to see if it's, they're going to be successful. And, you know, their team's seen some success, but obviously they haven't had the, the barn yet, but it's coming and, you know, it's going to be easy yep. to recruit for them too next year. So. It's already yeah, it'd be easy. nice to see a team down in Florida, you know, yep. as well. I agree. Florida does produce D1 and NHL players. Um, you know, again, the more you can grow it around, you know, NHL teams certainly create uh, hockey fans, and yeah. um, and certainly college has the potential maybe to do that as well. So mm-hmm. uh, even in California, to California too. I get mean, some they got plenty of hockey out there as well. Action so. going, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, USC, UCLA, being around oh my Los goodness. Angeles, <laughs> that would yeah. be hard to say no to those schools. That'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, get everybody to pick up hockey early. Just be like, you can go to these schools. <laughs> there you go. Get after it. What about, uh, you know, the tournament, obviously, right now, it's 16 teams. Do you ever see it expanding uh, to more teams similar to, like, what, you know, the March Madness does? Like, maybe 32 teams for hockey or, you know, something. Yeah, I, I mean, 32 is definitely too many. Yeah. Um, you, you, know, you maybe could come up 
was something with playing games maybe to get to 16 um you know maybe have 20 or mm-hmm. or, or more than have maybe some have um you know four play-in spots four extra spots and have like a like, little I like that play-in game to get there perhaps and yeah that could expand it a little bit create some revenue i think the next thing is really having on-campus games yeah um early on the tournament as opposed to neutral sites it seems like the environment would be better seems like you'd That'd sell more tickets you have more revenue. I know they want to create a neutral site game, so no one has an advantage. But, you know, if a team is a higher seed and, and they've had a better record during their regular season, they deserve a home game. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to think that, you know, a, a player still wants to play in a good environment. Certainly when Fargo is out, has a, a has a, a regional and North Dakota's there, it's a home game for it North is. Dakota. <laughs> it is. Um, but, you know, when, you know, Quinnipiac went out there a few years ago and, you know, obviously it was a complete road game for them, but I, I guarantee those players would rather have played in that atmosphere than to play in front of 1,500 people in Grand Rapids, Michigan, you know, mm, yep. or uh, or Cincinnati. They'd rather play in that uh, that, that road. and they, they love that environment. So I think that's something that the NCAA should look at um, to have these on-campus games. It's good for TV. It's good for the players. Uh, right, perhaps you sell a few more tickets and have a little more revenue. So... Uh, you know, I, I kind of hope they go in that direction, and uh, we'll see what happens here in the coming years. I like that. Oh, that'd I agree. Be, that would be huge because, I mean, I, as a UMD fan, watching them against North Dakota last year going into that, I was like, they don't have a chance. I mean, that is a home game. There's <laughs> finally fans in there. Obviously, they pulled it off in a big, uh, you know, triple OT winner there, but it's a, yeah. a quadruple. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of yeah. cool this year how they're having a day off between games one and game two. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a nice change, kind of too. interesting. You know, it's an extra night in the hotel. It's like trying to find something to do in Bridgeport, Connecticut could be tough. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it does make sense. I guess some of those are, you know, the early game winner um day one was starting to have a big advantage that you know, they noticed you know certainly the winning percentage of that team is it's an advantage you get more rest obviously yep, but the teams sure. who play in game two especially if game two is going <laughs> overtime or multiple overtime that's a quick turnaround so mm. again I, I, funny i never really thought about it all those years i was doing it that that you know that second that first team has about a five six hour rest advantage doesn't seem like a lot but you can kind of see the rhythm of the day and the other team's already rested and and, and probably to bed a little bit earlier because when you play a game at night, you're really, you know, the adrenaline's flowing. It's hard to go to sleep. Right. And so, yeah, so maybe that early team did have an advantage. So to give them an off day, have the teams practice. And if, you know, if they're in a place where maybe they can go do something and, and that they can do as a team and then um, and the parents as well, maybe visit better chance to visit with their sons. And uh, I guess that's good. So that's going to be interesting to see how that feels this year with that day off in between and uh does it does it stretch it out does it make it too slow and it's not good but i'm sure and again i'm all for trying things you can always change the back if it doesn't work it's not That's that true. big a deal so mm-hmm. i'm curious to see how that feels yeah. yeah yeah exciting changes coming i mean that and just allowing players to you know finally accept endorsements all that so a lot of different yeah. changes coming from the ncaa which is good yeah. to see yeah the name yeah, the name image and likeness in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna um work with a couple of uh, women hockey players to launch, uh, you know, my college hockey line there. I'm going to launch nice. a buddy with a couple of college hockey players. I hope I can announce that next week. Um, one from Northeastern, one from Wisconsin um, to kind of, you know, you know, support them and to have them, you know, push the gear on their social media, their Instagram, and give them, you know, a little bit of scratch for that and to, and uh, to kind of, 
to experience something like that. So I'm doing it more for them than for me. You know, if I mm-hmm. break even, I'll be happy, but it, it'll be cool to work with them and, and have, give them, give women's college hockey some attention and these, and these student athletes some attention. And um, so I'm looking forward to doing that and hopefully announcing that uh, next week. Absolutely. I mean, you got a couple buyers right here. We'll make sure to repost that. There you go. Yeah. And these are some really good hoodies. So uh, Christmas season's coming. So uh, let's go. Uh, well, well, to, yeah, doing that next week they're we'll put it on our products. uh we'll put it on our socials when you when you get it out and make the announcement for it i appreciate it yeah, yeah. appreciate it that'll be huge uh one question i had for sure is i mean you've been calling college hockey for so long now like what's the biggest difference that you've noticed like in just how the game is played today compared to you know say 10 20 years ago yeah the skill is just unbelievable uh you know the men and the women it's just so fast and it's so funny you know, i'll talk to nhl former nhl players like you know ray ferraro and he goes back and his son um, his sons who played Landon, Landon still played in Europe. Um, he's probably close to the end of his career, but, um, you know, like when Landon was 17, 16 and Ray would go on the ice with him, Ray's like, he's way better than I ever was. And Ray scored, you know, 400 <laughs> NHL goals. And, right. uh, like he was, had a really amazing NHL career, played a thousand games, but he says, my, you know, my son's way better than I am, you know, and, and Landon, you know, was it would play a few NHL games, but, um, you know, nothing like his dad did. And so just how good these players are and the skill and the speed, um, it, it really is something. So, yeah, they've uh, they've done a good job taking hits from behind out. And now they're working on headshots. And so it's and the NHL is going to have an emphasis on cross-checking this year. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, the, just the, spill, the, the, the skill and the speed and now the depth. Like I said, there's so many, there's too many players and too many coaches for the amount <laughs> of teams there are. So anybody True. can really if you could just recruit well, and obviously some schools have more of an advantage than others, but if you just get in a good run there and get the right six to 10 guys and you get a goalie and you get the right character, um, you know, anybody can pop up and win a national championship. Like I said, since I started doing the national championship game, you've had Yale win their first UMass win their first union win their first. So it's, you know, it's in Providence win their first, so it, it's been really cool. And I certainly had UMD and then they went on their run and the Denver Pioneers, a great college hockey program as well, and who could bounce back this year. And I had North Dakota winning down there in Tampa against Quinnipiac. You know, Quinnipiac was in two finals. Whoever thought Quinnipiac <laughs> would be in a national championship game, you know, 25 years ago, back in the day when it was just BC and, and Minnesota and BU. Right. But, you know, Quinn- They're getting top talent now, two too. Two championship games. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's wide open now. Anybody... If you just get the right little mix here and and anybody is able to build a, a national championship program. Yeah. Now that's it's the best part. It's well put. Yeah. And that's why teams like or schools like Augustana are like, let's get in this right, right. now. Like yeah. let's why establish not? a market. Yeah, if, we, if, if we get 18 scholarships and they got 18 scholarships and we get the right guys and, and, and we can do it. And like I said, Quinnipiac and Yale and union and Providence, uh, and they've all proven that, uh, you know, if you get the right guys, you don't need a lot of them. Um, get the special six to 12 guys. And the other six guys are, you know, they're a lot, it's a very even to the whole thing. Mean, there's division three players who can play division one hockey. If it was the right opportunity and the right timing. Yep, and for uh, sure. they're, they're certainly good enough. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting when you look at it that way, um, that really anybody uh, has a shot. Right. I mean, even like RIT making that run, I think it was a 2010. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, right yeah. there. Like, um, I, I do want to jump back quick to, I mean, you mentioned that you're starting up that new hoodie line with a couple of girls in women's hockey from, I think, Wisconsin and Northeastern, was it? 
Um, yep. So just helping them out. But like, can we just quickly pivot to, uh, I mean, the Butchie Overtime Challenge right now. Currently wearing a tank, as I mentioned before. I mean, make sure you guys check <laughs> no out the deal. website. Yeah, not not a big deal. I did earn it, I think, from Skylar Fontaine, OT winner last season. So oh, that's cool. That's so cool. shout out to her. But, uh, you know, how how did that all start? And, like, did you know that it was going to, you know, take off like it did at the time? No, I, I have no idea what's going to take off. I just do things for fun. You know, back in the day, NHL Tonight days, before you guys were born, we um, you know, we would we'd be sitting there on the set waiting for the game to end because our show would follow the game during the playoffs. And me, Ferraro, and Barry Melrose would just throw a dollar on the set and pick a guy on each team. And if one of our guys scored, we grabbed the other two bucks and start the show. If I nobody picked the guy, we'd put our own dollar back in our pocket and start the show. And then you know, soon after I joined Twitter, I just kind of, I kind of remember that game. It kind of dawned on me. I said, yeah, I'll just throw it out there. And hey, pick one person each team and I'll retweet 10 winners. Because you know, back then, retweeting was high currency. <laughs> people you know, people thought that was a way to build followers and stuff. And and, uh, and I just right. couldn't believe how quickly popular it got. And I just, and I just put, yeah, I put Bucci Overtime Challenge. It's kind of a clunky name. I just, if I ever hired works, a focus though. group, we probably, <laughs> we probably would have come up with something a lot shorter and easier. But I think that's kind of the charm. It's just kind of a yeah. big, long, clunky, literal name. And it just, and, and then by the end of that first year, I was like, maybe I'll make t-shirts and, and give away t-shirt to some winners and then i'll and then people have a chance to buy them and we'll give it away to you know some hockey charities and so that i bought a thousand white t-shirts and my high school buddy pete potenzini made the logo to put on the upper back and i just put hashtag bucci overtime challenge in the front and was really nervous i bought these you know thousand t-shirts yeah that's an investment and uh for about six about eight bucks a piece and people were and i didn't have a website i had nothing people were just (laughs) mailing me money and envelopes like in cash and checks and, i'd love to see that like, scene yeah, just... i had no idea what i was doing you know and then <laughs> I, I met somebody hey, you do a go daddy account all right that sounds, that sounds good people can pay people can paypal you at least okay that's good and then another guy said we can do shopify then they could use credit cards oh okay that's good i just like i said i really uh, didn't i just kind of did it for fun on twitter and i just kind of took off and i've given over a quarter of a million dollars away to hockey charities and and um yeah, that's and the best part sold, uh, sold all kinds of stuff and made good connection with people it's fun to do that and so yeah it's been pretty been pretty rewarding i wish i would sometimes i wish i would have kept the money and just paid off my mortgage but you know hey, what are you <laughs> gonna do um it, it's been fun writing checks for different charities and i paid for a club hockey players tuition one semester i went to xavier and just all these fun little different things to be involved with now, now like i said i'm going to give uh these women student athletes um, a little bit of name image like this cash for them and to help you know maybe grow their game and and uh and give them some attention and some shine so yeah it's been fun hockey's been a gift for me at every level now with the nhl coming to espn and having a chance to do play-by-play and host a show on espn and and uh, hopefully do some playoff games and going back again to the all-star games and Stanley cup finals to be a rights holder again is really cool. So it's a good way to kind of wind down my career here. I'm kind of on the back nine and, <laughs> and do a frozen for a few more years. And I'd like to have some, you know, give it away to some young, some young kids so he can enjoy it. What, how I've enjoyed it. I'll do it for a few more years, maybe three to five more years. I think that will be a good time to pass the mantle to somebody else. I don't want to be one of those, 
old fogies just holding on to my job doing play by play. College deserves a fresh, a fresh younger voice, and so I'm, I'll be looking forward to, like I said, maybe do a few more years. I, I think in five years it's in Vegas, and I think that might be a good one to. Yep, that might be. A good yeah, you got to be, be there for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's the close out right there. Yeah, you know, Go out on top. Left the building, and, uh, <laughs> and I'll be out the door. So that might be good. We got we got Boston, then Tampa, then I think St. Paul, St. Louis. And then Vegas. That's so perfect. if I can make it to five years, I think that'd be a good one to finish on. I, I agree yeah. with you, and uh, you know, fans will obviously. You guys, you guys can take over. Hey, we love it. We Let's love go. it. No, we appreciate. You heard uh, it here, yes, man. <laughs> you doing the that's job it. that you've done, obviously, and what you've done for charities. You know, that's very nice of you, and that's huge for you know what you've done for the game in itself. And um, like you said, now the NHL is coming to ESPN. That's huge for not only the NHL, but just the game of hockey in general. Um, yeah, yeah, more eyes yeah, on everything. Sure. I, I hope we can shine more light on college. I've, I've kind of recommended the ESPN maybe show a regular season game. Yeah. On ESPN, do like a doubleheader college game at seven, you know, NHL game at nine thirty. Maybe show Michigan, you know, Ohio State game, and then show an NHL game. Yep. With that maybe the team, you know, with one of the guys that they drafted, with Sabres or Owen Power or yeah. Matty Beniers in Seattle. So we'll see. I'll, I'll do what I can. It's a great game, and it's a great game to share because uh, I just think it's a great game. And the more people who get into it and immerse themselves into it, I think it can really enrich your life. It's great people, and uh, it's enriched mine. I love it. It's been such a great gift, and uh, certainly the best parts of my life uh, have come from really from hockey. So uh, it's it's uh, it's been awesome, and like I said, it's so cool that now we have the NHL back along with college at ESPN. Well, wow, I was I was chilling, <laughs> I was chilling. <laughs> Came um, a long way. Uh, along that note, though, we always we ask every player or coach that you know we have on this podcast. Um, would you like what what advice would you have for any kids you know, aspiring to be a Division One, Division Three NHL NHL player? What advice would you give to the young generation? Well, you know, certainly, you know, it starts with love. It starts with passion for the game. You know, when, when I dropped my son Jack off to practice when he was, you know, six six years old is when he started playing travel hockey. Seemed a little young, but he uh, he was he was self motivated. I never had to wake him up. He always, you know, he always was very self motivated, which is you know, most of these athletes are. Yeah, that's kind of like almost a prerequisite. And uh, mm-hmm. but I always told him to be the hardest worker and have the most fun. And that's really what it comes down to. Wayne Gretzky loved practice. Ray Bork loved practice. Michael Jordan loved practice. It's really loving everything. And uh, and just you know, loving the game is number one. You have to have love. And, and, and that's where it starts. And then it just comes, you know, doing the work and, and doing the grind. And I think I always told my son, Jack, that really comes down to, I call it the four C's. You know, it starts with compete. You just have to compete. Life is about being a competitor in every field of, of life. You have to compete. You have to battle. It's not easy. Um, so if you compete, first you compete. You, you can't do anything unless you're a competitor. Yep. And then from there, from there, it's composure. You've got to be able to, to, to have composure. There's going to be problems. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be challenges. You're going to fall behind. You've got to keep your composure so you can concentrate concentrate is how you figure things out how are we going to do this how are we going to get there how are we going to win this game how am i going to do this so that so you can't have concentration unless you have composure so you first you got to compete you got to make sure you have composure so you can concentrate then you have confidence and once all that once you're competing and once you have your composure and then once you can see your way with through concentration you know through training and your plan and your battle and you're not going to give in a temptation then you can have your confidence. And, and, and I kind of, I remember I told my son, I was all, and to me, it was the Atlanta Falcon 
New England Patriot 28 to three deficit when he saw yeah. Tom Brady on the oh, sideline. Yeah. He, ne- he never stopped competing. No, right. But he kept his he kept his composure, so, so he could concentrate and figure this out. Okay, we have to score every time and get one turnover. That's what they knew. That's and they knew that because they were concentrating. And I and like I told my son, they were not confident. I think until they got to overtime and won the coin toss, even when they're coming from behind, they're still not confident. They're concentrating. They're concentrating. They're concentrating and competing. Then when they won the coin toss in overtime, we're going to win. <laughs> yep, That's when yep. their cockiness and confidence comes in. It can't come in too early. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to only come at that moment when, you know, now we're going to go down the field, score a touchdown and win. And they did. So I, I just love that game because I think it's the perfect I just thought about that, and that's what the four C's kind of came to me. You know, competition, composure, concentration, confidence, and that's when you can win. So that's what you got to have when you're a youngster and you're identified with talent. you got to have skill. It's a a sport of skill. You're just not going to play unless you have skill. But then from there, it's doing all those things and and then getting a break. You know, you got to get lucky, no doubt about it. Right Mm -hmm. place, right time. It doesn't matter. And, um, but that's really what it comes down to. And you can do it too. Like I, so many times I watch these college hockey players and I watch a game. It's like, why aren't some of these guys going absolutely crazy going all out every shift? Cause you can do it. It's, there's opportunity there to own a moment, own a game, own a job, own a, own a your podcast, whatever it is, but you got to bring it. You got to go. Life is short. You got to bring it hard. Just go, man. Mm-hmm. Don't hold back. Don't do halfway. Just go. There's so many opportunities for young people to take stuff, but it's like they don't want they don't want to take it. Go, man. I mean, I'm I'm a complete talentless hack, and I've turned out okay. <laughs> oh my, okay, I'm I'm fired up right now. now. I'm fired yeah. up. Go! Let's let's <laughs> go. Okay, I'll, I'll, I might have to cut the swear, but yeah, like, just, uh, you're right. Like that that reminds me of like Bobby Trevino. Like he was you know not heavily recruited, and then like I mean he outworked everybody and basically took UMass. You know, that overtime yeah. winner. Didn't have the size or anything. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a guy who just competed, especially yep. in last year. So yep. Yep. Again, and that's the first, that's the most important one is compete. Nothing happens unless you're a competitor. That's where it starts. And then it's composure, concentration, confidence. But you got to compete. You got to fight. You got to scratch. You got to keep showing up. You got to not call in sick. You got to do the little things. You got to manage your time. You got to eat the right food. You got to lift those weights. You got to run those hills. Um, You got to be unselfish. You got to empower people. You got to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. You got to be a good teammate. You know, you got to be coachable. It's like, but it all starts with being a competitor, whether you have uber talent or no talent. And of course the best players are the Sidney Crosby, who's the hardest worker and the most talented. He's That's what, all. You, know, you, can't, you can't beat the most talented player who's the hardest worker. I don't care. You'll <laughs> it's never tough. Do it. It's a tough but matchup. That's, that's the ideal. You know, that's the ideal is to work as hard as you can. And then whatever talent you have, you'll maximize it. But you know, a lot of people don't. That's why if you do, you're going to be ahead of every, you're going to be ahead of the game in every field of life because most people don't do that. I mean, that's wow. the most complete answer we've got on that question. Before. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. That was good. But I guess my one last question for you, Bucci, is what team does have those four Cs? Who's going to compete? Who's your pick to win the national championship this Ooh, year if you have to pick right on now? The spot. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, certainly UMass proved they did last year, but yep. now there's new players in. Um, and, you know, obviously the UMD has done that for a decade north dakota has that in their dna but do they have enough talent they might have the best player in college hockey but do they have enough players you know to do that but you know certainly i look at and st cloud state is a team like you said brought everybody back has the skill has the experience and now they have a disappointment to use as motivation 
And that's why, you know, and that's what resiliency comes into play. But that's why a lot of teams, you know, they need that big disappointing loss to examine themselves, have a chip for motivation to get up early and work out and get up and practice hard and, and to string good practices together and good months of play together to culminate with a chance to win a championship. So certainly St. Cloud's in a great position to do that. And uh, they would they would probably be my pick. I like kind of like them from head to toe, from head coach to player. Um, Michigan again. I want them to get to the Frozen Four because I think it'd be good for college hockey. Uh, Absolutely, they're kind of the rock stars of the sport this year. Kind of like oh, kind of like you know the Fab, the Fab Five they had back in the day in basketball, and so it would be good. Uh, but, you know, it's hard for young people to come together and not look forward to that next step. That's what we talked about. One reason why older players are good teams with older players is because that's that's going to be their that's their final moment, really, of hockey. It's going to be their best moment ever. When a kid's a first-round pick, he knows there's millions of dollars in the NHL waiting on the other side. Will he go all in like Kel McCarr did, one of the few who knows mm-hmm. they're going to play pro hockey, but still go all in college hockey? Yep. The one-foot-out-the-door thing, it's hurt BU recently, and now we'll find out if it hurts Michigan will they be all in to try to create a great hockey moment for the rest of their lives which is how we should always live every single season or will they have one foot out the door and if that's the case they won't win and that that's it's a, it's as simple as that well put but Very Huskies, well put. the Huskies St. Cloud fans hearing this juiced and guess where we're going this go. weekend St. Cloud we might have to release that audio <laughs> just for this video yeah that's gonna be good I mean uh yeah, yeah, that's a great pick. And, and love the coach and love uh, yeah, love everybody they're bringing back. And uh, Brodzinski healthy too. Yep, yeah. Brodzinski's gonna come yep. back hungry. So. Coming back from injury and a lot to play for, and that shows his commitment. It's kind of like a UMD kind of vibe about St. Cloud oh, this gosh. year, and, and that's a dangerous vibe. <laughs> that's a dangerous, very dangerous. Uh, yeah, well, Been that's there, that's, done a, that. that's a great pick. And hey, college hockey's back, people. Yep, was, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. You heard it right there from John Butchergrass. Season is here. John, thanks for joining us today. We're very excited to get the season going. Appreciate it. Thankful for having you on. Thanks for everything you guys do for college hockey. You provide great content on Twitter and uh, really cool. Keep it up. You do a great job. Thank you very much. Stay in touch. Thank you, John. Have a good night. Peace out. Booyah. (laughs) See ya. John Butchergrass from ESPN. Let's go, boys. I am fired up. That was... It's Saturday wow. morning if you're listening to this. We're heading to yeah. St. Cloud, Minnesota, going to the Herb. Huskies take on the Tommies tonight. I am just juiced. I don't even need smelling salts. I am going to release yeah. the smelling salts video. We'll probably will release Hold it tomorrow, this morning but from St. Cloud fans, but we don't We don't even need it. We are juiced. The college hockey legend, John Butchergrass, right here, folks. I'm speechless. Yeah. I mean, let's let's get after it. Let's see Sofo in the corners. Let's see everybody returning for St. Cloud. The dog pound back at her. Let's play Arena. for the fans, players. Yeah. I mean, the, the barns are Get packed again. We're ready to be there. Legs feed the wolf. I mean, I am let's juiced, see him flying man. out I don't there. even need to work out tonight. I thought I did. Don't. No. No, who, who no we are going. We, no, we have to, though. I, I, I saw a lot of things <laughs> happening tonight. I did not see the four C's coming out. <laughs> the four C's came out, man. and Followed by just multiple let's go's from, from Butchie. Wow. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. Good thing I brought the tank. He should sell that people. audio at like GNC. Who needs pre-workout anymore? Just play that audio uh, for me once. I mean, the guy is in pretty good shape. Have you seen? Yeah, him? no, I've seen. I think him. that's. I think he and just like got, talks himself into it. He's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freaking get huge today. I mean, you've seen his success. You know, it takes he has a, a touch of weight. And his role too is no, it's different. Like you said, you got to do it to, to, to have a podcast, do anything in life, to put, be a professional player, right? To like, to do his job too, to be a sportscaster. I mean, everything he does is is insane, and it's a lot of work. And as he's mentioned, you know, been there how many DMs he's getting, all this stuff. Yeah, he's been doing it forever. And if you're going to do it forever, you need those four C's and you need to have success. And 
he's done it all. And while well, it was an honor for, you know, for us just getting our foot in the door in college hockey to have him on is a, a blessing and something we're excited for and we're going to learn from. And, you know, right. here we are. I mean, college that- hockey's here. Oh, we got a breakaway here. Here comes Miller. Yeah. Will he make it 3 nothing? Yes! What's up, buddy? Yellow everything this time. You know what I'm talking about? Yellow is jumping out this moment. The Yale Bulldogs, for the first time, are national champions. Yellow MPs, yellow watch. Yellow charm wings. Shame. 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 Laganov, short hand. Whoa, what a dangle! Oh, what a goal! Save! Watch out! Watch out! You may- 